afternoon, good morning. My name is Malachi and I am joined by Hollywood. I am joined by Hollywood. I am joined by Hollywood Fletch. Friday night, Fletch. It is Friday. It is Friday, isn't it? And we have looked at another two tasty indie treats. International treats. First up, we've got a film from Portugal, Fletch. Yes, the Mutant Blast. What can you tell me about Mutant Blast? What did you think to Mutant Blast? What did I think? Yeah. Mutant Blast is a trauma film that follows the story of Maria, a resistance fighter who breaks into a shady military lab and springs loose a hulking super soldier man. Yeah. The experiments that were used to create said hulking superman have in fact also unleashed a zombie outbreak. Onto the staff. I mean, that's bad enough. Surely it can't get any worse than that, this situation. No. Uh. So the two must fight their way to the shore in which they can find a, well, a rendezvous with their fellow resistance fighters. It's your classic quest film. Mm. And across town, Pedro wakes up hungover from his teenage house party, (laughs) even though he's a 40-year-old man, (laughs) to find that all his friends are dead. Yeah, everyone is dead. Barricaded himself into his flat. And everyone else in the town is a zombie. It's fucking brilliant. Directed and written by Fernando Ali, we think that is, A-double-L-E, and Adrian Cardona. Cool. Fucking great film. I loved it. I mean, it's, this film, like Fletcher said, it's a trauma film. It's got a general release on the 1st of April. It's being screened in LA on March the 11th. If you like trauma films, you like this... What I mean, I can't. I don't know what to say about this You're film. You're getting really flustered, Yeah, because it was... It was amazing, and I don't want to give too much away in the review about what happens in the film, because the, the, the key to it was, I didn't really know what it was about, and it just keeps getting more and more bonkers as it goes on. Yeah, this has a really compelling... The, the first ten minutes of this film, it comes across as Resident Evil-style kind of run-and-gun adventure. Yeah. It's, it's done really well, though. It's really enjoyable. It's, it's the best ten minutes, first ten yeah. minutes of a scene, uh, film I've seen in a while. So I was quite impressed by that. It's edited so well. It's so slick. Yeah, the editing, because the, the practical effects in it, all of the effects in it are practical. There's, as far as I'm aware, gore-wise, there's no, there's no CGI. But it's, it's the cuts, like Fletcher says, from one thing to another. It's, it's old-school film techniques. It's like a cross between the mighty Boosh... And Hands of Steel. It's, it's got that feel of that, that uh, Italian sci-fi cinema. Do you know what I mean? The knockoff Italian stuff like Hands of Steel and Robo War. All that stuff that we fucking love. That we watch. We're not really doing it justice, actually. No, we because, can't. So when we talk about those first ten minutes and, and this, this zombie adventure action, you might roll your eyes at that and think, you know, another one. But uh, just give it a minute. Yeah. Because this film is called Mutant Blast. It's not called Zombie Blast. It's it's definitely not a zombie film. (laughs) (laughs) So much so that they bleep out every time they say zombie in this film, which is great. They don't want it. It's funny. It's really funny. The whole film is really funny. The pace of it, the feel of it, it looks perfect for what it is. If you like stuff like Hands of Steel, (laughs) then you'll fucking love this. But if you like gore, Jesus Christ... Uh, this is the goriest film we've been sent in. The amount of head trauma in this film. People's heads, you get just... Someone's heads... <laughs> Calm down, Malachi! <laughs> Jesus! People are getting their heads punched off in, like, every scene. Calm yeah, down, man! It's good. Okay, 
So, the, so yes, the film does go from zombies when there's a... So the shady government decide that they're going to carpet bomb the area in order to contain the zombie outbreak, but there's a gaff and they end up dropping nuclear bombs instead. So people mutate on the ground mm-hmm. in various forms, various hilarious forms, basically. <laughs> that, that's it. People grow new arms, animals are mutated. One and... man is completely yellow. <laughs> that's a <laughs> The baddies send out basically a predator-style guy to go and clean up the mess. A hench robot man. <laughs> He's a one-man death squad. He's a one-man death squad. With he two is. heads. With two fucking heads. <laughs> Jesus. But well, it's great because it kind of shrugs off the confines of the genre that it's, that it's inhabiting. Yeah. Doesn't give a fuck about those, those kind of genre rules. No. It really just goes for it. And the way it does it as well, that moment when they actually decide they're not bothering uh, being a s- straight-up zombie film anymore is is portrayed so well. Yeah. It's when Maria just takes sunglasses off a shambling, crappy zombie. A <laughs> street punk zombie. Yeah, and then just fucks off on this better film. Yeah, it's fucking great. So before long, after the nukes are dropped, we find our protagonists in a mutant hippie commune. Yeah, where they make some friends. Death Squad Man, and there's a fucking philosophical crab man called the lobster, Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre, the, the moral <laughs> lobster, the best character in the film. He's fucking great, but I don't want to say any more than anything about it, because... Really? Well, no, he's fucking brilliant, Jean-Pierre, but it will ruin it if we say anything. Just people need to watch it. All right, fine. The standout of this film for me, though... Uh, for you, it was Giant Lobster Man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, and I think I know what you're going to say, and I agree with you anyway. You're going to say Maria, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Maria Lette, her name yeah. is. And she is absolutely brilliant. She's yeah. better. Yeah, she shouldn't than... be in a film like this. <laughs> She's like a proper actress. No, no, no offence. Like, this is like a real film. <laughs> Yeah, she's better than what you would expect from low-budget genre movies. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Because it adds such a legitimacy to it. Yeah, it does. It makes it feel like a real film. Mm. Story-wise, this does a really good job of showing rather than telling. Because both of the lead characters have their own character arcs. A lot of films can't resist the temptation to just have them sit there and explain to you what they're about and what needs to change about them. You meet Maria and she's a fully formed badass kind of shades of Ellen Ripley about her. She goes along, she she meets this buffoon of a man, Pedro. Yeah, with a who, cock on his face. Yeah, he's like I mentioned before, he's at a teenage party and he's a 40-year-old man. He's trying to... He's spending his post-apocalypse trying to impress a girl. Yeah, and, and it's just through their actions that you get a sense of the characters, which is just so much better than you would expect from this film. Yeah, really good. I mean, like Fletcher says, the pace of it is amazing. It's actually funny, really funny. I lost count of the amount of times people's heads get knocked off and explode in this film. It's If you like Italian tap, like I say, if you like Hands of Steel, then this is going to be right up your alley. It has really got like the soundtrack of it, the vibe of it. The first ten minutes of this film are basically pink, which, to me, is, oh, is, God. is good. Neon. Also, in this, uh, in this current climate, you should all be watching more fucking foreign language films anyway, you lazy fucks. Yeah, I've been hurt when I was reading up about this film. Troma are calling this their parasite. Is it their parasite? Yeah, it's their oh, parasite. Geez. It's won a lot of awards already, so they're saying, yeah, this is our, this is our <laughs> parasite this year. It's good. It's educational. I learned how to say new phrases in French and Portuguese. Yeah, 
Like a potato dauphin! <laughs> oh, they are, though, aren't they? Potato dauphin! They are! Out on general release on the 1st of April. If you can get to see it in the cinema, go and see it in the cinema, because it's fucking great. But if not, get it as soon as it get, comes out, general release. Thoroughly recommend this one. It will defy all expectations you have of it. Troma. We're getting sent Troma films, Fletch. And getting, talking about getting sent films, we got sent another one. This this is another film this that defies expectations. Yeah, this one, again, not that we have like a low standard of putting... A, when we put these films up, basically we don't expect anything. I mean, personally, I genuinely have low standards. Yeah, mind. yeah. But this one, we did a film called... I Scream on the Beach. That's a shit pun. Yeah, it is a shit pun, but... Go with it. That's that's a shit pun hanging over this film. Yeah, it well. <laughs> like a scarecrow. <laughs> Directed by Alex Churchyard and Michael Holiday, Based on an original story by uh, Max Davenport. Now this one, from the first second we started it, we were like, both of us, we watched it last night and we were like, well, I'm in. It's like an old VHS and it's got trailers, fake trailers. I don't, oh, well, is... The Ghost Alligator film, a real film, because if it is, can you send it to us? But there's also, we noticed um, a trailer for a Myco film on there. But yeah, it's set out like a VHS, and it's fucking great. The production on this... This is a, this film is a real lesson in visual effects. Yeah, it and really And low-budget visual effects as well, and how much you can transform a film on not very much. Just know-how. Yeah. It's just that the raw footage for this film must be completely different. Must yeah. be a completely different film. Yeah. And it's so funny as well. Really funny. What we have here, a film set in 1986. 1986. Yeah. And it appears to have been filmed in 1986 as well. Yeah, the locations and everything, they've done such such a good job of not having anything modern in Mate, any of the shots at all. Someone has rinsed the charity shop to make this film. <laughs> yeah. We were talking earlier about Italian films. If anything, this just looks like an Italian film. Like the shots at the start when it's shot just stills of boats as it's playing like a synth intro. Everything about this, the fact that the whole soundtrack has been ADR'd, which means that they've redone all of the all of the uh, voices in this film. All of the dialogue is All ADR'd. of the dialogue. And it's absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious. So, and some of it is obviously not the same people. But yeah, Danny Thompson's in this one playing an actress who's been in B-movies, in a B-movie, but she's a barmaid. Honestly, I'm not even joking, okay? Mm. They should play this in, like, film film classes. It's a masterclass in mise-en-scene. The way you can just transform a film, just using that non-diegesis to kind of just absolutely transform this film into something really, really good. And also the story. It's got a... It's, it's, got, a, it's got a good story. It's got a twist, which... The most impressive thing I found about it was the the incredible restraint that they must have had not to base the entire film around that third act. Yeah. Because that's what everyone else is doing, aren't they? Yeah. Let's be honest. The current landscape of B-movies has gone back to this throwback of we're selling stuff off the title of our film. And instead of titling their film around that third act, which is by far the craziest thing that happens in the film. Instead, they've just... They had the balls to just give it a shit pun A really title. vague title. A really There's vague got nothing to the... shit pun of a title. <laughs> and then just fucking just let people watch it and find out. Which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It might not help them, 
because yeah. people don't know what the fuck's going to happen <laughs> and they probably will end up not seeing it but that's why we're here to yeah. tell you go and watch it go and watch this fucking <laughs> stupid film because it's so good it's so it's so funny and it's there's just so much attention to detail it's absolutely beautiful I would um, absolutely love to screen this film yeah I would love to screen this one I'd love um, to can it. we have it <laughs> Can we have it? It yeah. looked good on it. It really looked good on our uh, sweet, sweet projector. Okay, favourite moments. Final battle of Jean-Pierre. He's made your week, hasn't he? He has made yeah. my week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really genuinely... Putain de Dauphin! <laughs> yeah, that's been my favourite film. And also, it's nice to see some familiar faces popping up in the films that we're getting sent all the time. Genuinely enjoyed both of these films. That was Mutant Blast and Ice Cream at the Beach. And we've got some more tasty treats for you next Friday. Also, don't forget our regular show on Tuesday. And Fletcher, by Jingo, we haven't told the ladies and gentlemen yet that we are actually screening films now on a monthly basis at Hyde Burger Bar in Derby. We've got a double header. It's free entry. It's the Velocipaster and Bad CGI Sharks. Hit us up on social media, Midlands folk. It's only a, it's only a short. Uh, it's in the Derby City Centre, mate. Yeah. You can come down easily. It's free entry. Free entry. And we're going to be showing bad CGI sharks and Velocipasta. Free night out. For free. For free, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? The burgers, mate. Do you like burgers? I love burgers. It's in a fucking burger bar, you twat. You fucking idiots. Oh.